moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. I am Asa Nilsson, and I am your host. Today, I have a dear friend, my beautiful friend, Joanne Higa, all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello, <laughs> right, Joanne. How are you today? I'm doing great, Asa. Thanks oh, for having me. My girl, you know, I've never known anybody from Las Vegas. <laughs> you are my one and only friend that I have, <laughs> excuse me, met Really, except now for Marcy, Marcy yeah. Hershey, um, yeah. uh, who lives in Las Vegas. I've never been there. I don't, I mean, I just, I know people that have been there for all the trade shows and all the gambling and all that. But um, I just think it's so fun because knowing you and how <laughs> how peaceful and gentle, <laughs> to me, you're just like the polar opposite of what I would think would be the person that's living in Las Vegas, which I know is so ridiculous, but um <laughs> <laughs> talk about some talk about some uh, old thoughts, right? Um, I I cannot wait to to get into our beautiful discussion today. But first, I want to start by asking you to introduce yourself. Tell us who you are in the world today. <laughs> yes, well, just as you mentioned, I was thinking I'm actually I I seem to be polar opposites in in several planes. So <laughs> not only do I live in Las Vegas. Uh, if you know my personality, you wouldn't immediately associate that I am a Scorpio. <laughs> um, and also, my middle name is Haruko. Haruko? Which means spring child in Japanese. But I was born in the fall. <laughs> and <laughs> one more thing. My birthday is on Halloween, and I do not like scary movies or that whole deal mm-hmm. <laughs> around that happens yeah. on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm a bunch of contradictions, maybe, but no. who am I in the world today? I would say it shifted in the last couple weeks in the things that have been coming up. Today, I am looking at 
uh, generational healing that has come up and uh, I really I really want to delve into that. I don't I want it to be true healing in a way that you know I don't want to walk through life quote unquote, doing the right thing. I want it to come out of my heart. I want to be acting from my heart, from my truest self, you know, so with no restrictions, just pure love. That's who I am today, I would say. Good night, Irene. What a beautiful introduction. I almost started crying. (laughs) See, this is why I love you. Because you think a conversation is going to go one way and it goes completely the opposite way with you, which I every single time you and I, just so people know, so anybody listening knows, I met Joanne in a private group called The Support System, where uh, this woman by the name of Sherry Salata, this beautiful soul who runs this private group, um, she has primary, it's basically women. Uh, it's a support group for women who are in a this age group now where we're starting to look at ourselves and really kind of doing a journey and a deep dive into ourselves and our hearts and our souls and who are we and what what am I doing here and what do I want to do here and so I met you in this group and I loved you in this group and I took you from this I plucked you for myself from this group because I just thought you were really you're very quiet. You're very introspective to me. You're you listen so beautifully, and you're so present in everything that you do. And you know that is a, that is a personality trait that I so admire because I have spent my entire life running as fast as I can and towards God knows what. Right? I just I'm just running because that's, I'm a pretty fast paced person, <laughs> and you're so different. And so. You know, because I believe that we're all mirrors of one another. When I see you, you calm me down and you make me more present. You make me want to be a better woman and to understand the generational healing or the general generational hurts or to have to have a deep and solid conversation, which we do on average every month. We meet for about an hour a month and we just talk about life and and we talk about everything which I love. And one of our biggest main topics, areas of discussion are our moms. Right now, you have your mom living with you. And I am sitting in my mother's home in the USA. And this is one of the biggest honors of my life to be a 56-year-old woman and sitting here so close to my 87-year-old mother and being able to do whatever she needs me to do, to, to honor to honor the mother, and uh, that it hasn't always been that way. I mean, for me, this isn't this is kind of like a, an evolved relationship how we have gotten to this point. And I want to talk to you about your process and where you're at right now because I think it's you. Let's let's talk. Let's go. Let's start with your voyage that you just took, <laughs> your journey that you just took. Let's talk a little bit about your heritage, again, where you're, where you are from, where your family is from, and how you have just taken a beautiful trip. Let's start. There. Yes, yes. So, uh, my family's from Okinawa, Japan. 
little island south of the main uh, island of Japan. And earlier this year in April, we, me and my sister took a trip out and my niece and another friend from Japan. And we went to Okinawa for five days just to look to see if we had relatives there and to do some research. Um, I had some documents, which uh, <laughs> I I left at home. <laughs> so, but shockingly, uh, they were able to help us find a second cousin of my mother's. Uh, he's like, I don't know, 84 maybe. So uh, Mr. Takemoto, I call him. <laughs> so once we found him, we came back and thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could take mom and then her sister and then her brother uh, to meet him? So uh, our uncle couldn't make it, but my aunt could. So we started the process. My mom didn't have a passport, so we started that process and we went, uh, took my mom, me and my sister, uh, took my mom and then my aunt and cousin from Hawaii. So we stopped in Hawaii first. But your mom was born in Okinawa. My mom was born in Hawaii. Okay, she was born in Hawaii, but the family heritage goes back to yes, Okinawa. Okinawa. Okay. Yeah, so actually Higa is probably the most common name. In is Okinawa. that right? It's like Smith. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh well. Okay. So All if right. you ever meet another Higa. Yeah. Uh, their family heritage is from Okinawa. Okay, but they're not related to you necessarily. No. N well, uh, no. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's mm -hmm. where they're from. So it's it's quite a well-known Okinawan name. Okay. So. <laughs> I did not know. So now you know. Yeah. Yeah. So in April, you went with your sis and you, your cousin or niece, and you, you go on this journey. You're like, mm. so it was like a little recon visit reconnaissance yes, yes. is it to see like yeah. well, what could this be like right because I can see I would want to do something like that if I was going to take my mother someplace right because she has certain requirements she needs help I mean she she cannot walk she needs wheelchair she needs all this yeah. kind of stuff so I could definitely see that that was smart and then you went there you discovered yeah wow this is really something I'd like to do with mom with maybe her sibs so now then you come on this vacation, you, you get your mom, you gather your aunt and your, yeah, you got the family and you're, you go to your vacation, stop through Hawaii, see some family, and then you go on to Japan. Let's talk about that. What did you discover? Uh, so we met with uh, Mr. Takemoto and mm -hmm. uh, met his son and uh, his daughter-in-law for the first time and then two other um staff members from the city hall who helped us above and beyond when we were there in April. Mm -hmm. And then also I had um, asked my friend uh, from Japan, Yuko, and then two other of my friends from Japan um, were able to come as well, um, just for little translation help. And uh, it was great to have everybody there together and mm. Um, just witnessing and being part of that gathering. <laughs> and, you know, we don't speak much Japanese and they don't speak much English, but uh, we were able to communicate some. I shared some of the documents um, that I had just picked up in Hawaii. I had, my uncle gave me more documents 
that had more things. And uh, so the ladies from the city hall were very excited because they there were things they had never, ever seen, like receipts from 1904 to 1940 of money that my great-grandfather had sent from Hawaii to Okinawa back to uh, somebody. I don't know. <laughs> some but family member, baby. Some family member, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, they had never seen those receipts or didn't know that Sumitomo had a bank branch in Hawaii at the time. So, you know, they, they, the ladies at the city hall run a, um, like a historical, they don't run it, they work at, or they volunteer at a historical museum in in Okinawa. So they were so interested in these documents. And Did they get to keep copies? Yeah, they made copies, Good. and they're, they're, they're working on a book, so they want to know where the immigrants, you know, the people who immigrated out of yeah. Okinawa, what happened to them. So um, that will be, I don't know when, in a few years probably, but mm. it was just nice to to gather even though everybody got sick afterwards <laughs> well yeah that that happens that happens when we all gather but um tell me who would, what do you think it was like for your mom to be there with these people and to experience this with you and her sister and your sister yeah yeah i think you know the dynamic was so different cuz it's it's not something that happens usually you know to have us all there and in a different land Mm -hmm. um and so i actually feel like when i talk about generational healing Mm -hmm. i think this was uh what was in store because it it brought up some things for my mom Mm -hmm. i think some old memories and uh, maybe traumas and so Things I feel started stirring, but, you know, at the time being in Okinawa, I think she enjoyed just being all together Mm. and, uh, we didn't really do much, uh, you don't need to after that, but, you know, being together and I really feel like there's something about land, Mm. uh, I don't really understand mm. it all that much, but I think because we are from that land and that, you know, with the war, it was, uh, I think, traumatic for for the people, you know, and anytime you're around war, you know, it affects everyone. So even the- though I, I wasn't there, you know, my mom wasn't there, but... It's still your even, heritage. Yeah. I mean, even my great-grandfather had left before that. But, mm. you know, there. I think there's still a tie there. No, for sure. I believe in all that. I believe that the, the land holds the truths, right? Our bodies retain the truths. Our cells hold on to trauma, whether it's ours or it's not. We hold on to these things. And, you know, you, you said that your mom had, you know, potentially some, I mean, she's not here, so she cannot speak for herself. And we mean only the utmost of respect for your mother, of course. Um, And what that was like for her to have these, these feelings, what did it feel like for you to experience potentially her feeling these things? 
Well, I I actually um, it wasn't until I came back that that realization, the those possibilities, um, I became aware of them. So, you know, for me being there, um, I was noticing how easy it how it was easier for me to care for my aunt hmm. than for my mom in a sense or actually no it was I take that back it was I feel like it was easier for me to take care of my aunt and my mom hmm. while we were there hmm. it was and that's what I I want to have but then when I, we came back I could feel some type of resistance in in myself you know in taking care of my mom because I started thinking oh you know I saw her traveling and I, and she was sick and I thought maybe I need to be more involved in this caring for her because she li- she lives a pretty independent life mm-hmm. but I started thinking maybe I need to do more for her maybe she needs more help and assistance mm-hmm. And as soon as I came back, which I remained a week later because my aunt needed to have emergency surgery, which was the the whole twist. (laughs) I was like, whoa, whoa. You know, so after all that, I had stayed an extra week making sure, you know, my, because my cousin was there, but I didn't want her to stay by herself when I could, I had the flexibility to be able to stay you know, so I okay. stayed to, and I'm, I'm glad I did. I, I, I feel like just another presence helps, you know, when, when you're trying to Supporting. regulate, yeah. yeah, in support. So I came home a week later than planned and, and I could, I could feel that resistance of, you know, I, I, I want to help my mom, but I felt like there was a resistance in me. And because I noticed it, I thought, okay, let's get curious. Let's stay mm-hmm. curious about it. Let's stay open. And what resulted was a conversation with my mom. It was, you know, a little, it was spurred by a little frustration. And, but after, um, after it, I really felt like my mom was holding a lot in mm. and also it kind of confirmed some things um, about how I I had been feeling growing up mm. uh, not feeling like I was wanted not feeling like I you know like I wasn't the joy <laughs> that mm. you know uh, parents hope for and so I'm still integrating that right now. Um, I'm not ready to share all the details, but I can tell you the results of, you know, me understanding a little more of why I have the resistance, understanding my mom's reasons and where she was at. So I kind of knew part of the story but this time she shared with i can i can see regret i could see uh, oh. 
like a helplessness. I could see, yeah, a vulnerability. So I think that emotion came through and, and I could, I can feel it landing differently on me. You know, it's different from hearing a story and really feeling a story. So maybe someday I will, we can talk about it, but I view this as this, this is the beginning of healing. So as I heal with, you know, I, I can't, I can't heal her on my own, but we can do it together. We can have more conversations. You know, I don't want it to just be, well, that's what happened. <laughs> you know, right. I want to worry. Maybe. More. I think that's yeah. what happened, right? Not actually knowing the truths or it's hard to ask questions. I know. Yeah. But I think this was, this was like, you know, she's 86. She's carried this regret. You know, and she could feel that, you know, I, you know, I, there was a distance between us and I, you know, I mean, one thing I can say is that, yeah, I was, I was not wanted. If, if there was a way to have abortion, mm. it would have happened, mm. you know, so that so much. You've received that truth from her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that I kind of, I had heard that before. So I had received that. And so, you know, I'm I'm piecing things together. And it's like, oh, no wonder I felt that way. But I didn't know the whole story and, mm-hmm. you know, her her explanation of everything. And so, you know, the picture is getting clearer and I'm understanding more of, of, you know, and it's about trusting myself, too. I had a, I had a feeling, you know, and, and when I think about why am I resisting? Why do I resist helping her? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, part of my little one is afraid or is, you know, like yelling, <laughs> why would you help her? You know, yeah, but, why help but, her? She didn't look what she did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stay there, but I, I'm seeing, okay, I get where that might come from, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna, I want to work through it. I want to, I want to, at the end, have this relationship where she is cleared, you know, she, she is free yeah. and I'm free. You know, I can, I can, I can accept things happen. I yeah. can accept that totally. I don't expect, you know, um, everything from her. You know, I understand that love comes from source. You know, and it's we we can nurture ourselves, you know. But I do want to repair. I do want to maybe get to a point where I can feel a closeness to her. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a our relationship is is, is very cordial. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we don't disrespect each other. Yeah. You know, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's close. I wouldn't say it's nurturing, but. um I know she's there. I know she's there. And she, the same. Yeah, I think our family is like that. I wouldn't say we're emotionally close mm-hmm. or intimate, but we are there and we can rely on each other. 
So the door just opened. That means that Gracie, the kitty cat's in. Cat's in. She's. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, yeah. Wow. That is so powerful. Because, you know, Hi, friends. Please don't forget, if you love listening to this podcast, please leave me a genuine review, an honest assessment and rating on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It would really go a long way for getting this movement out in front of more people. Thank you so much in advance. I really appreciate it. The crux. This is it. This is what love is. This is what love looks like. And that is, um, you know, it makes me, I get like a, a, a frog in my throat <laughs> because it's so, it's so private and it's so um, shared because you're not alone. No, no way. And it's, uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of went back and forth with how much to share, but like I said, this is, this is a process I'm integrating right at this moment. <laughs> and I, I do want to, I do want to keep that conversation going. And when I talk about generational healing, it's mostly, it's from me. <laughs> it starts with me, mm-hmm. you know, but but they're, you know, we're, we're tied. You know, I think about how my mom felt when she was pregnant with me, you know, it, how hard that must have been and the struggle and the anger at my dad. And, you know, so I think, you know, that's, that stems out to, oh, maybe that's why I, I've never married. Maybe there was some, so much energy. You know, and so I look at it that way of energy transfer and, uh, you know, kind of clearing that for myself and for her, you know. Good, good. Well, you're you're 60 years old. You just celebrated your 60th birthday on Halloween in uh, Japan. (laughs) And, you know, what you're saying is the key, you're holding the key, you hold the key to your freedom. And the um, the interesting thing I think with that is, will we use it? This is the, the gilded cage that we are in with the, the padlock is locked and I'm inside the cage, right? Meanwhile, yeah, we're standing in the cage, but there's not even a lock on the cage door. And all we have to do, like Gracie just did, is <laughs> open the door and then fly, right? When that is that is the key to the healing, the, the key to the conversations, the tough conversations, the shameful conversations, the potentially so hurtful conversations that interestingly... You already knew the answer, right? 
you knew in your body and in your in your weave the the vav not I can't remember what it is like in your in your entire body that you weren't wanted, even though it's never been said. Like nobody said those words. So something had something had to shift in order for those words to be said. What had to shift was you, and you had to be able to open up your mouth, right, your heart, your throat chakra. You had to open up all of this and be yeah. ready. Be ready to hear that answer from your mother. Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing too of speaking the truth. You know, like instead instead of uh, shoving my feelings down and saying, mm -hmm. "Oh, you you should just serve her," uh, <laughs> no matter how you feel. Yeah, you know, I could have done that, and maybe I've done that many times in mm -hmm. the past. You yeah. know, but this time. I spoke it, you know, mm -hmm. of how how it was hard sometimes to to do these things for her, and I that I was struggling with it. I so good. I just spoke it just exactly how it, I was feeling, you know, and you know, there's a little extra frustration energy that didn't need to be there, but it was. It was, and it's okay. You needed that, you know that that was your way. Mm -hmm. We do the best we can. We do the yep. best. We, your mom did the best she yes. could. You're doing Absolutely. the best you can. Yeah. And then how, right? This, this, the ultimate truth of, of wanting to open our hearts to be able to accept whatever other people, you know, we don't have to accept it, right? Whatever people say to us. I mean, as long as it is their truth, it's going to come into mm -hmm. us and we get to process it the way we do. But, the, the, I think that the ultimate honor to ourselves first, right? Always tending to self, because if we do not take care of self, we cannot take care of others. And that is knowing the time is now. Mm -hmm. Your mom is 86 years old. My mother's 87 years old. What are we waiting right. for? We've That's got questions. Right. We need to ask them. We've got to ask for forgiveness. Ask it. Yeah. So it happened yesterday. My mom and I, I was frustrated, and like you were saying the same thing. Like I was, you know, my frustration get it has nothing to do with her, but because I'm driving in the car with her, and I'm so mad at these idiots that live up the street that don't take care of their dogs properly, which makes me insane. And uh, you know, I was being short with her, and this is how I know that she has grown. She has grown, and she says to me, "Are you mad at me?" And I'm trying to like, "No, why?" She goes, "Well, it feels like it." I'm like. Oh, well, no, I'm not mad at you. I'm sorry. I must be taking it down on you. <laughs> I'm mad at the owner of the people who don't take care of that dog. And so I was like, you know what, Mom? I am so sorry for being a bitch. I'm sorry for being a bitch right now. First of all, that conversation would never, ever have happened, ever, yeah. never have happened before. So my mom has grown and she's starting to use her voice for the first time in her life because my father was extremely... He was the one that ruled the roost. He was the one that decided everything. He said, this is how it's going to be. And she's just like, okay, whatever. I got five kids to take care of, whatever. Sure, whatever. <laughs> and so she took care of business, right? That was yeah. how it was. And now at 87, she's starting to say, hey, wait a minute. Are you mad at me? <laughs> and it's like a slap to my reality of like, oh my God, stop, 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 stop. I'm talking to my mother. I'm talking to another human being right now. And I can't. I need to, I need to wriggle it in. I need to take control of myself 
And this is the power of showing ourselves that we can change. Mm -hmm. We can do better when we know better. And you talking about the land, the importance of the land that your your people come from, how it how does it impact you, the importance of the stories and the stories that your mother has and carries with her and that you carry with you that maybe potentially I didn't get married. Maybe this is why I didn't get married. You kidding me? You're 60 years old. You've got another 60 years left. You're having a midlife realization download from the big guy himself saying, whoa, do you realize the power of what is happening in and around you right now? Yeah. God, I love that. Yeah, me too. I mean, love that for you. And the feeling I had when we were in Okinawa, the feeling I had is that Oh my, I, I'm in a healthy body. Mm. I'm in a healthy mind. I'm able to drive around. I'm able to assist whoever needs assistance. Mm. And I feel like I have been, been preparing for that. And in the same way, I feel like because this came up so suddenly, you know, but Suddenly, but no, I feel like it's been planned all along. Mm-hmm. It was going to happen. It just was, you know, the right timing. And and ever since I've, you know, this was just last, a few days ago, not even a week ago, this new information for me. And it's it's changed things. And I'm actually excited that we can grow together, you know, Um just like you know, I I've been learning how to assist other people. My cousin lives here with us now. I've been learning how to communicate in a way that he can hear. I've been discovering his strengths and you know what he's able to do. What is a struggle for him? Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things, and I'm like, okay, I I can do that. Uh, and I can do that with my mom as well, you know. I'm not going to ignore the feelings that come up. I'm not going to ignore when there's resistance. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to stay curious about it, you know, and, and really tend to that little one that maybe not might not feel safe quite yet, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, Well, right? I mean, this is, you're just learning again. It's like you... Our little girl or our teenager or our adult, you know, like the, the three different stages that we go to when we're feeling threatened or scared. Um, and if you're going to your little girl, your little girl has healing. She needs mm-hmm. to be healed. And, yeah. You know, yeah. it may be you that's going to have to do that. It's not going to come yeah. from your mom, possibly. Right, right. Now, tell me about your, you, you went to, hold on, I wrote it down, um, Okinawa Watsu Center. Yes. Oh, my God. This together, yes. right? Okay. Or, yeah. Thank okay. You. So explain what that is. I want to hear it because you did that with her. Thank you for bringing that up because um, it was something that I totally forgot I wanted to talk about is <laughs> Watsu is um, a modality that it, body modality of healing done in the water. So there's different Watsu is like you emulate it's kind of when I first heard it it was it emulates that sensation of being in the womb Mm -hmm. so you are in the water with your therapist and it's just you just relax you just surrender you don't need to do a thing 
and they float you around. They stretch you, you know, it's a little bit of massage, but um, to me, the value of water is that it's a great um, conduit, you know, and so first of all, I was surprised that my mom said yes, that she would be willing to try it. She has experienced a different modality called aqua stretch, which is a little bit more therapeutic, a little bit more, um, you, you need to be more engaged as a, as a <laughs> client or guest, okay. whatever. But for this, I just told her, you don't have to do anything. You just relax. And so she good. said, yes, <laughs> I'll get in a little swimsuit and go. And as we were doing it, so they had two people at a time. So it was me and my mom in the pool at, at one time in separate sides of the pool. So we weren't, we didn't know what was going on with each other. Yeah. But as, as I was there, I was feeling like it was significant because we we're both there receiving this treatment at the same time in the same water. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you know, now as I look back, I'm like, of course, you know, it's emulating the womb. You know, it's it's some healing that needed to happen um, for me and her, I believe. So those kinds of things, I don't have any kind of explanation for other than it's a shared experience. Um, for her, her part, you know, she felt relaxed. <laughs> she mm-hmm. felt relaxed mm-hmm. and that she could stand up straighter after, afterwards, you okay. know. But to me, it, it showed me her. Could you stand up straighter afterwards too? Yes. With more pride? Uh, yes. <laughs> Physically and emotionally and everything. You know, it, it was a, to me, I felt like that was a good call. Yeah. You know, and, and an experience that, uh, it was a unique, unique experience to have. Feels like a karmic moment to me. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right that this was divine timing, this whole trip, which we knew. We talked about that before you went. We're like, there's going to be shifts happening yeah. in you, we did. around you, with yes. you on this journey because you're being called to go. Yeah. And you were called to invite your mother and to invite the, the auntie and your sister. And all, I mean, it's, I don't believe that there's ever any such thing as an accident, right? I mean, no. this this whole synchronicity and and kismet and all of it—it's uh, it's magic. Yeah, this is magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't have guessed what would happen. No. What is happening? I mean, this is—you have just stepped into the best year of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, some I'm kind of contemplating now this you know I have my own coach and and she called it you know and I I expressed a little bit of my resistance and this was before everything kind of opened up for me but and she called it um a sacred custodial care and I thought yeah that is that seems to be what I'm kind of stepping into you know I have that custodial care over Gracie mm-hmm. the cat uh, the, my cat yeah mm-hmm. and so you know but to me the difference is it's sacred mm-hmm. you know it's uh it's it's not only about 
getting her food to eat or getting her more Kleenex or whatever, you know, it's, it's a little, it's, it's more than that. I mean, think about that shift just by adding that word to something that maybe we do every day. Well, you know, it's my job, it's my responsibility, how, how something changes inside of us when we take it on as sacred. Yeah. Because yeah. then all of a sudden it becomes so yes. much more important, so much more valuable, so much more, I don't know. That's, I think that it is, again, what we said before, but the highest honor of tending to something, someone, I mean, any sentient being deserves to be seen, valued, and heard, loved, uh, included, right? The, this is, this is it. And you are living right now, and I am getting, we are getting to witness this process and the step, just a step, right? And the step is in the direction of your life's path that was already going to be happening anyway. I mean, it was, but to be present and to see it when you're in it versus looking in retrospect 15 years from now saying, wow, you know, when mom was 86 and we went to Japan and we were in that pool together and she was having her service and I was having my service. And I really wish I would have said something to her then, but now it's too late. Too late. We're not too busy. We're not too busy. And this this comes back full circle then to more moss to the people where when we say we're so busy, I can't possibly, I don't have time to, I can't, I mean, I can't take care of my elders. I can't, I don't have time to visit them. I don't, I mean, like, listen, I got my own family, you know, the, the, all the stories, right, that we tell ourselves where we'll never, the, I'm telling you, time is the new currency. And if we think that anything other than this moment right now is the most, isn't the most sacred, we're telling ourselves a lie. Yeah. Right now, right here, this is what we've got. And I am so thankful that you shared your story, your heart, your beautiful heart with us today. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you, is there anything, I know there's somebody listening that needs to hear whatever else you're going to say right now tell me anything that's on your heart that you want to get off right now well it's a beautiful journey you know and i really do believe that noticing where our resistance lies staying curious and open to it i think that will take us a, a long way you know to really just recognize it Sometimes there's there's good reason for resistance. You know, we don't have to shove it down, you know, and behave as we should, quote unquote. So, you know, honoring ourselves and taking it all in. We're we're whole beings, mind, body, spirit. So, I mean, like we said, it starts there. I'm confident. I am so confident as I continue working on this, you know, getting myself to the place that I want to be, yes. what kind of relationship I want to have, mm-hmm. it's going to, it's going to impact those around me. What already is. <laughs> Everything you do impacts everybody around you, right? Whether, whether yeah. we do the work or not. 
whether that is true do that work or not yes 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 so yes yes then if that we choose to feel that that resistance piece if we choose to look at it that's some there's the secret that's that's the secret yeah because you like gotta look at it to get through it right again yeah. it's the mirror it's the reflection the resistance is the mirror of what is it that we push away from the most, which will continue to bring to us until we actually face it, the shadow, right? There's a dog outside barking. Hi, Dolly. <laughs> don't know if you can hear him or not. Beautiful. This is, this is why I love speaking with you. And I, I know that you've had your own podcast before, and I knew that you were comfortable with the format. And I'm like, you know... I want you to be my guest. I want you to be my first guest, my first guest after my one-year anniversary. <laughs> so being a pop year number two, girl, I'm in year two. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. And I love, I love what you're doing too. And and Thank you. you know, and I love that when I, you know, coming on, I because I know what you're looking for. I'm like, yeah, I gotta be myself. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I gotta be myself, and you know, and no masks, no masks no required, mask. no mask, no mask. Yeah, ever, yeah, ever. And trust me, I feel that whoever's listening is feeling that because you know there's a, there's enough of that out there, and um, mm -hmm. I know that you and I are both very much for showing up exactly as ourselves, who we are today, however we are today. On our path, yeah. lighting, lighting the path for one another as we go. Yeah, this is how the collective. Yeah, I gets. love it. I love it. I love it because as we're you know, we're on the same path. All of just us. Be, just being with you just helps helps me to remember that. No, thank you for reminding me just by being you. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me that uh, feel into the resistance move with it feel it taste it understand what is it right i mean by asking the questions because um as always the truth will set us free the truth will set us free my beloved friend thank you for today thank you for your time and uh you are magical thank you thank you and you give your mom a little sweet kiss for me too you don't have to tell her it's from me but i just give her a little squeeze from from me Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for today, honey. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend, Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.